Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. Personally, I think we got the best team in the league. Um, I know that's kind of the vibe around the clubhouse is you just got to have that mindset to go out there and you still got to earn it and still play hard and grind through it, but... Um, you just got to go out there with that mindset that you're the best player or team out there on, on that field when you're there, and um, hopefully we can get back to that position and you know, get the job done. Kyle Tucker talking earlier today about what he thinks about his squad heading into spring training. Says, hey, they're the best team in the league. That's the mindset around here, and why not? They've been going into every season with that mindset, Patrick, probably since pre-2017. That's just the culture that has been built within this organization and I think that trio of Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker have been as much a part of it as anybody else. And you throw in guys like Jordan Alvarez and add Jeremy Pena to the mix. And oh, by the way, you've got a stud young catcher coming up by the name of Yiner Diaz. And boy, you start rattling off names. I haven't even gotten to the pitching staff. You feel pretty damn good about this squad going in. And I don't want to think about breaking it up. But I'll tell you this much. I was thinking about it during the break. You know, if 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 it's like I said from Bregman's point of view earlier in the show, when he's saying, you know what, this is my last year. I'm going to go all in. I, you know, this is the best offseason I've ever had. I'm just going to focus on baseball. I don't even want to worry about a contract. I'm going to pretend this is it. And if it's not, then cool. If it is, cool. But this potentially for a guy like Alex Bregman, just as it very well could be for a guy like Kyle Tucker, the last opportunity to seize another World Series as a member of the Houston Astros with them all together. If they won at season's end, it'd make it a hell of a lot easier for you to lose a guy like Alex Bregman. Would it not? You feel like if they won at season's end, it would make a guy like Alex Bregman decide, you know what? I like winning. Sure, but if it doesn't, as a fan, from a fan's point of view, you know, you win, you get that World Series high, you get your third in eight years. If he's doing interviews in the locker room after the World Series wearing a Boris Korpat, <laughs> is, is he dead to you? Uh, that would only happen, I would imagine, if Joe Espada, like, pulled him at a critical critical point in the eighth inning or something like that, or pinch hit for him. <laughs> you know, something very Garrett Cole-esque happened in the course of that game. That's the only way that I could see Alex Bregman pull in one of those. Boris Corpat, baby. <laughs> you see, I see Kyle Tucker sitting right next to him like, 
<laughs> yeah. I'm next. I'm a representative of myself. <laughs> yeah, I just that whole thing was was crazy. But you know, last year the biggest issues that the Astros had were injuries. They were down three starting pitchers in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. They were down Altuve and Jordan for large stretches yeah. of of the season. And what happens is when you get to the end of the year, all those guys who've been filling in, and maybe they pitched well or they played well uh, for stretches, for large stretches. By the time they get to the end of the season, they're getting exposed. The warts are showing. They're gassed. And last year, the Astros pitching was gassed. Last two games against the Junk Grabbers, right here, they had nothing left. All right, when when J.P. France is up there throwing beach balls because he can barely sling his arm. And I put some of that, I put a lot of that on Dusty Baker. Know your guy. Isn't that whole Dusty's thing? I have a feel for my guys. I know what my guys are able to do. I don't need the, you know, to, to, to use a phrase from a certain former Texans head coach, the analytics people to tell me <laughs> who can do what and when to use what guy. I've been doing this a long time. Don't tell me. Did he get mad at the fans? I know how to manage. Don't tell me how to manage. I've been doing this for 40 years. I know uh, what I'm doing. I think he, he really got know. mad at Chandler Rome. <laughs> he didn't know his own guys could barely move their friggin' arms. And he left them in there to get friggin' shelled. Well, I, you know, what was the alternative? <laughs> it doesn't matter. The alternative was not leaving him in there to get shelled. So the point was, okay, we took a game that was, we got to come back to a game of, man, we're not coming back in this game for five games. We went from in a hole to being friggin' buried 10 feet under. You know, I get it. I remember feeling very passionate, very heated at times, you know, throughout the course of the regular season and even into the postseason. But I got to tell you, man, even the fact that they got to another ALCS after having endured all of those injuries, um, to me... As good as you felt about this team before the season had started last year, I mean, we were hearing many of the same things. Look, we feel like we're one of the best teams or maybe the best team in all the Major League Baseball. Just, hey, look at us. We're stacked. And that was pre-Justin Verlander. And that was before you knew what Hunter Brown was going to do, before you knew what J.P. France was going to do. Um, there were a lot of variables that came in and wrecked shop on you during the course of the regular season, a lot of it early on. And, hey, the fact that you went and got as close as you did, I mean, that was that was amazing. You played meaningful games towards the end of the season after just treading water for much of it, you know, with the Texas Rangers just blowing the brakes off of everybody. You went out there and you won the damn division. Are you kidding me? But that's what makes the season, like, so frustrating and angry for me, right? You come home with a 3-2 lead. You lose nine to two and eleven to four yeah. in your own building to blow a three-two lead. I get it. And I'm, you know, you go back to that game seven, right? Christian Javier went one third of an inning and gave up three earned runs. That was an absolute nightmare of a way to begin that game. They have Maton come in, yeah. comes in, strikes out two guys on nine pitches, and then Maton's out of the game. Why is Maton out of the game? Remember that, yeah. Hunter Brown comes in, gives up a solo homer, but otherwise, you know, two innings. He's, he's holding the line. And, you know, they're there. It's a, that's a 4-3 game. They're yeah, right there. Yeah, you were in it until... Uh, that- and then J.P. France 
couldn't get you, me, T-Mill, Chris, any of our people on Twitch. He couldn't get anybody out because his arm was freaking hanging off. <laughs> and how do you have him go out there when you know his arm's been hanging off for a damn month? Yeah, well, I mean, consider this, though. You got to be ready at a moment's notice, right? You go into a game seven, the mindset, you're one through 26. I could get into this game at any one point in time. That's what you're taught. You could play at any one point in time. But when you're in a game seven with Christian Javier on the mound and you feel the way that you feel about him, if you're the teammates, not necessarily us who rip him to shreds every time, you know, we get a chance and feel like it's deserved. I think there's a large element of it's not just that those guys were were spent at that point in time, but it was I think they were spent. I think they weren't ready for that moment. They weren't ready for their number to be called. And I also think there's this. Those guys that you just mentioned, they pitched a lot against that same team that you were playing against in that ALCS Game 7 because you saw them 13, 14 times in the division that season. And that's a really good ball club, too. And I think they pick up on some things. I think it's all of that put together. And for that one night, at least, and you could certainly make the argument for the season, even though the Rangers kind of backed their way in, you know, to some degree, too, after blowing the brakes off of everybody for a large part of the season, they were probably the best team. And that's okay. How many pitches did J.P. France throw in that game seven before you said he don't have it? I don't remember, but it was probably very, very was few. Was it two? I was probably still mad that they pulled Phil Maton after pitching to two guys. I mean, there was not one. There was not one portion of that game really that you'd ever felt good about. There was no good vibes. I mean, yeah, when it was four to three, okay, yeah, maybe. But then, what did Aroldis Chapman do? Like moments later, I mean, how many home runs did he hit in that game? Like two. They left J.P. France in to face eight. Batters. Mm-hmm. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> After one, you knew he didn't have anything. You know what? Let's throw eight. <laughs> All right? I, I Look, I, listen, I was a big proponent of Dusty when he came here. Been a big proponent of him, you know, the year before, of his career. But last year, just last year, Dusty sucked. He was great the year before. Most of his career, he's been great. Last year, he sucked. <laughs> and he knows he sucked. And we all know he sucked. And he was mad because he, he was trying to go against the grain like, man, all of you who've been telling me that I sucked this year. And do you think do you think that all came to a head for some reason that all of a sudden maybe... Not to say that he didn't pay attention to it before. Maybe he was able to block it out. But maybe for Dusty it was just a time in which he started really contemplating this being the end for him and started listening more to the outside noise, like couldn't block it out. like, And it just maybe affected the way that he approached the game. Like what you're saying almost, like, he almost maybe went into games and had certain thoughts in his mind and was like, you know what, this will show them. You know, I'll prove to them that I've really got a feel. And it just it backfired because if it would have worked, you know, we'd be saying the opposite. We'd be saying what we did in 2022. Dusty didn't see eye to eye with James Click. Click wanted him to go more offense. 
He gave him the finger and went defense. The Astros had the kind of pitching in 2022 where they could go more defense yeah. because their pitching staff was intact and they were pitching like bosses. Last year, Dusty finds himself again where, hey, Dana Brown, now I got a new GM, and this guy also wants me to play ball mm-hmm. and also wants me to use more offense. I'm going to go defense because it worked last year. But you didn't have the pitching that you had last year. Your guys were hurt. They didn't pitch as well. And everybody knew this except the manager. (laughs) Everybody knew this except the manager. And ultimately, Dusty's refusal to adapt, to realize his team last year needed to score more to be successful because their pitching was not nearly as effective last year as it was the year before when they won. He never adapted. And that's why Dusty's not here. Because he was more important to him to say, shut up and leave me alone. I'm going to do it my way than it was for him to adapt and make the changes and embrace his new general manager. Mm. And maybe they would have won more. 713-572-4610. Let's get out to Dr. Dre on 290. Join us on uh, Area 45. What's up, Dre? What's up, fellas? Great show, man. Uh Finally had to reach reach out and, and touch someone and say, man. Hey, not Dusty there. Just, uh, <laughs> not there either. Okay, that's uh, okay. You get me there. Yeah, that feels good, yeah. <laughs> I think just Dusty hearing the outside noise and, and the more uh, critiqueness from the media, the he just started listening more and it just made him dig in deeper. And yeah. he stuck with Maldonado. He stuck with... Uh, Putting Myers out there way too consistently. I mean, goodness gracious. Hey, Chaz, you and, sit down because we don't need you opening night. We don't need you the I next mean, night either. You're only a World Series hero. We don't need you. I mean, wasn't it, isn't, wasn't it true that uh, Chaz, as a center fielder, had better production than, than Julio Rodriguez? He I did. mean, goodness gracious. And, and yet, Defensively as well in like half the games. Yeah. I mean, and you're not playing the guy, and it's like, what are we doing? And, you know, I think Dusty just got mad and said, you know what, I'm just going to roll with it and y'all be damned. Uh, I'm a World Series winning manager and, you know, we're just going to go with uh, what, I, what I'm what i bringing to the table. And I, I know, and I've been in the game for 40 years, 50 years. Uh, another thing is, you know, the attrition of the lineup and of the pitching staff. I mean, that did not help down the stretch uh, in the playoffs. And losing all these big players over the years. I mean, I think going back to Cole, I think I think the Astros knew Cole was leaving, and that's why they grabbed Grinky. And then I think, in my opinion, I think AJ left Cole in the in the pen in Game Seven. And I'm looking down at him because I'm right next to the bullpen. I'm like, man, we're not going to waste that bullet. And out of spite, mm. AJ left him back there. You know, but. Um, if you remember at the time, AJ's explanation was, well, Garrett Cole's not used to coming out of the pen, uh, you know, and I wanted to have him start a clean inning. Mofo, it's game seven! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who cares if there's a man on first? I'm sure Cole could have held uh, Soto, who just got walked with Cowie Hendrick up to bat. I'm I mean, sure he yeah. could have held him. Garrett Cole just struck out 300 batters. Put him in the game! <laughs> yep. yep. No, no, I'm going to go to Will Harris. 
you, you got to shoot those those uh, those bullets, and you know they were left in the holster. And uh, I don't know. I just I think going into next year, I think Bregman will walk. I, and I'd rather lose Bregman and keep Tucker and put Will Wagner at third base, and if not, maybe find a free agent. And that's the way I see it going into next year. Hopefully, I appreciate the time, fellas. Dre, thanks, man. Appreciate, I appreciate you, Dre. You. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. You want to be a part of the show, and that might very well be the case. You know what Dre just said. You know what the what the Astros have been able to do is we've recounted what they've gone through with Garrett Cole and Zach Grinky and George Springer and Carlos Correa. All these guys that they've you know quote unquote I mean, lost. But could you imagine? Well, you know, I don't want to put Jose Altuve up. With two outs and nobody on, I know you're game. still on that. I, I I should try to get somebody on base first. You know what? Let me put, um, you know, who's Keppinger? Who can we? Yeah, let's let's get uh, Keppinger's fresh, man. <laughs> let, let's get Hensley up there. Let's get David Hensley up there with with two outs, and then and then if he gets on, well, then I'll go to Al. I mean, the the. The stupid assosaurus is alive and well yeah. in sports. What I, what I was just going to say is, you know, maybe the Astros do make the decision where they feel like, you know what? Yeah, it's going to, you're sure going to miss that defense looking over there at third base. You're going to miss uh, the the level of productivity and Bregman being basically an Iron Man outside of the 21 season. Uh, that's what he's been for you since he's joined the organization. Maybe we feel you feel like you can get that production from another position. Maybe they, maybe Pena is ready to step his game up. Maybe, um, you know, you get that from first base, whoever that may be at the time. If it's Jose Abreu or somebody else, I don't know. But that's kind of been the philosophy of the Astros through all of those moves. You lose George, but you're going to pick up production with, you know, Jordan. You lose Correa, you're going to pick up production with Tucker. Now that he's ready, maybe it's back and forth, one or the other. I I don't know if I'd necessarily do that. If you can get both in your Major League Baseball because there's no salary cap, you can, I think I would do it. I'd keep both Bregman and Tucker. We, we did have somebody who said that their season tickets went up quite a bit. Yeah, doubled. This year. Doubled. Then <laughs> Coming up next, you're going to be on or off the bandwagon. It's next, Sports Radio 610. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm on a board, Yeah, he's been off the wagon two years. Off the wagon? I think it's off the wagon. I think it's on the wagon. You're back on the wagon. Right off the wagon. What the hell do you know about wagon? I know enough not to get on them. I told you. All right, it's time to get on and get off. Let's play the bandwagon. All right, Sean, um, a couple days ago, the Arizona Coyotes announced a direct-to-consumer streaming service called Coyote Central. You can watch uh, the Arizona Coyotes, the bastard stepchildren of the NHL, play in a 4,500-seat college arena. (laughs) You can watch them for eleven ninety nine a month, uh, and you can buy the rest of this season for twenty five bucks for the low low price of twenty four ninety nine. But wait, <laughs> there's more. Act now, and Ktel Records will throw in. <laughs> so, last year uh, in February, when it started to come out that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, the parent company of AT and T Sportsnet. Wanting to get out of the regional sports network, I'd suggested that the Astros should buy their RSN. Jim Crane, get back into the RSN business at a discount, kind of how he got out at a discount, mm-hmm. and create a direct-to-consumer app. 20 bucks, 25 bucks a month. Watch the Astros or watch the channel every month. There you go. And that would be Astros and Rockets included? Um, now that the at the time right. it was just Astros because uh-huh. that was before the Astros and Rockets had confirmed they were going to work together. Okay, but yeah, so let's say for twenty five bucks a month, you get the channel. Mm-hmm. Oh, Space City Home Net. Would you pay twenty? You would pay twenty five bucks a month to get Space City Home Network app, be able to to stream. All their content. Are you on or off the bandwagon? I'm on. I'm on. I think that's an easy decision. Like, the vibe that I get from a lot of people, and this is kind of like where I'm at, I'm I'm so ready to just stop paying ridiculous cable bills. If, it, if only if it means that I can watch my Astros and my Rockets. That's, that's an absolute must. The reason why I don't do that now, if I cut cable and I just go to Fubo... I can get Astros and Rockets, but I'm worried about, like, internet and this whole thing. And if it made financial sense for me to be able to get that channel in conjunction with any other streaming service that I want, if it came attached with Hulu or uh, uh, Fubo, whatever, and I could just pay for internet alone and would save me, you know, a ton of money overall, I'd totally be willing to do that. It sounds like that's a good price point. I'm on the bandwagon. I would do it. We need our product, and we need it for cheaper, and we shouldn't be gouged for it. I'm actually off. Um, I already told y'all why last time. Um, no, the, I don't remember the the way I watch. You know, Astros. Oh and yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm off, and um, I get to watch them for free. So yeah, I, I'm off. I'm off the bandwagon. You hooked that up, smooth criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so on this band. I'm driving this bandwagon. I've been driving this bandwagon for. Yeah, a you week. have. I've been paying a hundred bucks a month for Fubo, which originally was seventy bucks, and now it's a hundred bucks. Uh, just so I can watch the Astros. I don't watch anything else on Fubo except the Astros and Rockets. Mm-hmm. 
So that's 75 bucks in my pocket. Done. Ching. I already have like max speed internet because I wasn't paying Comcast 150 bucks a month so I could watch one TV. F them. Well, but hold on though. Since you already have Fubo, you already get to watch Astros and Rockets as it currently exists. And it's rolled into that price. Yeah, but it's a hundred bucks. It's a hundred bucks. So if they took that channel away from Fubo, would your bill decrease because they took that channel away and then now you have to pay another $25 for the app? Well, if they took that channel away, I think it would knock out 15 bucks a month offline. So you'd end up paying 10 more dollars. No, I ditch Fubo. I don't watch anything else. Oh, you would just get that app. I, I watch nothing I see, I on see. Fubo except Astros and Rock. Yeah, I see. Man, I I need other channels, though. Well, that's why I have Netflix and Hulu and Paramount and Peacock and Amazon Prime. And Yeah, you're paying all that, and it doesn't equal the amount to, that you would pay for cable and get thousands of other channels that you don't need. That I don't watch. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm on. Let's go. All right, number two. Uh, apparently, there was an altercation uh, at an airport involving uh, Jets running back Brees Hall and a rando fan who recognized him uh, at a baggage claim, went up to him and basically asked for an autograph. And when he was when when Bre- when Brees Hall rejected his autograph uh, request, the guy loses his bleep, starts yelling, "Slap me!" Slap me. And he starts cursing him out and calling him names. Giants legend Carl Banks also happened to be there. <laughs> Gets in between the fan and Brees Hall and diffuses the situation and basically tells the fan to get to stepping. Dude, Banks is a huge guy. Banks is 6'4". Yeah. And you know, he played at like 250, and he <laughs> pretty much looks like he's still in playing shape. Yeah. Carl Banks is like, bro, you got to go. And the guy leaves, and and he calls uh, calls Brees Hall a meow because he wouldn't uh, sign an autograph for him. If you're a grown ass man and you're losing your bleep because you couldn't get a free autograph, you are a colossal meow. Also, you should get your ass kicked. Are you on or off the bandwagon? I am on that bandwagon. I saw the video. Of this guy just losing it. And most of it was inaudible. I couldn't understand what he was saying. But the guy moved all the way back around the other side of baggage claim and was like yelling at Brees Hall. And I just, I can't get by. I don't understand that. If a guy doesn't want to give you his autograph, I feel, I don't feel um, as much angst against that player that is denying your request for an autograph when it's to another adult man. If it's to a kid, I might think a little bit differently. Like, come on, just give the kid an autograph, you know? But it's another grown man. If he says no, he says no. Like, shut up and go. Um, This guy should probably be detained in the airport um, for a number of hours. And honestly, I just hope he never got his bags. (laughs) I'm on. I'm on too, man. You're a grown man sitting there crying, whining for an autograph from another grown man. And he tells you, no, get over it, man. Get over it. Have you guys ever asked an athlete as a grown man for their autograph? No. No. You have not? No. Never. Mm -hmm. Listen, there is a difference between if you're at a show 
and they're there to sign autographs. Mm-hmm. And you get an autograph versus you run up on somebody unsuspectingly in public and basically blindside them with, hey, give me your autograph. <laughs> All right. It, when you're going paparazzi mode, you deserve to get an RKO out of nowhere. Yeah. Also, where the hell is security? It's an airport. Where the hell is security? Well, apparently they're they're busy like frisking, you know, 16-year-olds as they go through TSA of, oh, your belt buckle beeped. Yeah. Uh, can you go over here for a full body cavity search? Yeah. No, that's a good point. I only, I ask, I, I can't remember the last time I, I asked somebody for an autograph because most of these, most of the times I see people that I would want an autograph from, it's at work. And I don't, at this point, I don't even think about it. But there are times when I've been out and you run into somebody. I mean, I like to get a picture, you know. Do you frown upon it, get, trying to get a picture with somebody? Like, I think that's basically acceptable right now as long as they're cool with it. But you're running up on a guy in the airport. What the hell is he going to sign? Your right. face? Yeah, no. Exactly. Well, that was my other question. It's like, what was he asking him to sign? Yeah, I'm, I'm on that bandwagon. That dude should have got his ass kicked. Yep. Also should have got locked up for her. I hope he didn't get bags. All right, number three. Is Damian Lillard unhappy in Milwaukee? So, Damian Lillard named his starting five of current NBA players. Himself, Steph Curry, <laughs> LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Bam Adebayo. Not present, Giannis Antetokounmpo, his teammate. Womp womp. Uh... The Bucks are doomed. Are you on or off the bandwagon? Mm, man, I am off the bandwagon. I am off the bandwagon. I'm not reading too much into this. This is more about Damian uh, than I think, you know, than maybe him trying to start or maybe let it be known that there's some sort of uh, issue with Giannis. The Bucks are freaking good. With those two guys healthy, they got a chance. They've got a chance. I mean, they might be they might be the only team that could knock the Celtics off in the East. So I am I am not on that bandwagon. I'm not a Bucks fan, but I when those two guys are healthy, they are good. I'm off the bandwagon, man. He's just naming the current five NBA players and all that. It's like when CJ named um his starting lineup. Um, and didn't mention Nico. I mean, it's it's not that serious. It's not that serious. Did he mention himself? Yeah, he did. He actually did mention himself and Tank Dell too. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm off this bandwagon. Who do you have in place for Nico? Because I did not see this. Yeah, Tank. He had Jamar Chase, and I can't remember. The oh, of one. course, the whole yeah. Jamar Chase thing. Yeah, yeah. They're friggin' doomed. <laughs> he said, "Bam out of bio." I mean. <laughs> Really? Bam out of you know you know where Miami is? Seventh, uh, four and a half games behind the Bucks. I get it. If you're if you're not putting Giannis in your top five guys in the NBA and you're on the same team as him, there's trouble in paradise. The Bucks are doomed. I don't think so. Finally, Ken Kendrick. Uh, and if you are not familiar with who Ken Kendrick is, uh, he is the principal owner 
of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And here is what he had to say regarding the Diamondbacks staying at Chase Field in Phoenix. Well, we 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 aren't having those conversations. There there are opportunities available. You know, there are other cities that would covet having Major League Baseball. I mean, it's not like I'm you know speaking out of school to say that. And those names are they're prominent cities uh, that would love to have a Major League team. We're not in dialogue with those communities, but you know we we are aware of what is going on. There there is likely to be in time an expansion of our sport to a couple of additional cities. Cities are letting uh, MLB know their interest. Their interest in getting a team is specific. Uh, They would be happy with a brand new franchise, but they would certainly be very happy, you know, with frankly a successful existing franchise. It's not where we are spending time or energy. Uh, uh, We may run out of time in Phoenix. We hope that won't happen. you know we're you know we're hard at it we're continuing to have meetings we've ramped up the uh, dialogue in every way that we know how uh, and we'll continue to do that Ken Kendrick essentially renaming the street in front of Chase Field Shakedown Street <laughs> shaking down the city for mo money mo money What does he want exactly Apparently he wants more money for their baseball stadium and amenities and he wants uh, it to be revamped he, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he, he wants more money. And then said, well, you know, there's lots of other cities out there that would love to have us if you guys don't want to pony up the dough. I didn't understand that because then he goes off and he's talking about, like, expansion. You know, there could be expansion and, you know, those prominent cities, you know, would love to have a baseball team. So, one, I don't know what prominent city – does not have a baseball team right now that would do better than Arizona. I cannot think of one off the top of my head. I mean, didn't people talk about, like, a team in Utah or of Nashville? Portland. Really? Portland and Nashville uh, are two. Salt Lake, those are some of the prominent locations that have been brought up, but none of those are Phoenix. I don't know. Is this a – maybe there's – is he striking while the iron's hot, given the season that Arizona just had? And, oh, by the way, the lease on the Chase Field is up in 2027. Like, you're four, se- you're four baseball seasons out from so, this. Sean, here's, here's the statement. Hmm. Every city in America needs to end billionaire welfare. Are you on or off the bandwagon? <laughs> Every city in America needs to end billionaire welfare. Uh, Ah, explain further. All these billionaire team owners who stick their hands out and say, public, build me a stadium, I'm rich. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, in that crap. Spend your own money. Do it. I mean, it's... Spend your own... The Giants. The Giants did that? Giants, uh, what is now... what, What was originally Pac Bell... Yeah, and then became it's always AT&T Bell. or whatever the hell it's called now. Yeah, one hundred percent privately funded by the Giants. Who's their owner? I like that guy. You don't have to look it up, but um, I want to say uh, Mr. It was Bell, Peter something, Mr. Pac Bell. I like that. I mean, I, I'm totally for. I mean, all these guys are worth multi millions and billions of dollars, and they've got all kinds of partners. They could flip the bill, and they're going to recoup that money. 
in what less than a decade after your team starts playing in them, I'm absolutely on that bandwagon. Yeah, I'm on it too, man. What's up with these guys asking for money, man? People are selfish as hell. Like, I know I want some money too. Like, if you, honestly, I I they live in a different universe. They're not of this world. If you told a billionaire right now, like let's just say you told Jim Crane, you know what? Next season you're only going to make a hundred million as opposed to two hundred and fifty million in revenue. He'd be pissed. Okay, so you I, know what I'm saying. But if you told me, Bajani, next year you're only going to make a hundred million instead of two hundred and fifty million, I'd be like, woohoo! <laughs> Where are we partying? I like. I thought you were going to tell me I was going to be in the red. Like, let's go. So I understand the Giants owner was Peter uh, Peter McGowan. Uh huh. But Peter McGowan actually sold the team uh, to Charles Johnson, little Chuck, uh, who's worth over six billion dollars. Of course he is. Who else you selling it to? He also sold it to Greg Johnson, uh, who's the executive chairman of Franklin Templeton Investments. <laughs> So they yeah, own. They one. now own the San Francisco Giants. That's a good one. All right. You, you know what, man? I I, I am one hundred percent on the bandwagon. No more billionaire welfare. I hate billionaire welfare. Hey, you know what? They're as as private rich guys. They're going to get better terms, faster service, faster turnaround, faster execution than any municipality is going to get. Also, they want the public to build the stadium. And then they want full control of the stadium. Mm-hmm. So they're getting all the revenue, all the control. No, if, if the public's building it, it's my stadium, you're paying my ass rent. And none of this discount crap. You're paying full boat rent. And then they'll be like, you know what? Maybe I'll buy it myself. <laughs> also, uh, let's let's keep this in mind. Because I, I am a firm believer that this is exactly the type of stuff mm-hmm. why Rob Manfred is going to be in the Hall of Fame right next to Car Salesman Bud. What is Rob Manfred's legacy? Cheating scandal that he failed to properly enforce. That ridiculous shortened season of COVID. Screwing up the labor agreements. Oh, and how to bilk the public out of money. Rob Manfred, first ballot Hall of Fame. (laughs) Scumbag. I'm off that bandwagon. (laughs) That's bandwagon on Sports Radio 610. Coming up next, talking about all these changes, man. Major changes needed in the association. How would you fix All-Star Weekend? I got one real simple idea I'll share with you next. Sports Radio 610. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. Cougars up 49-42 with 10 and change remaining in the second half out at Fertitta Center leading Iowa State. Excuse me, now 49-43 after a free throw. So we'll see if the Cougs can pull one out and take the top spot within the Big 12. Uh, over the weekend, all-star game, all kinds of festivities, and probably the biggest story around here was, uh, well, the great time that C.J. Stroud had. I mean, going from Houston to Indianapolis, back to Houston, just had the greatest time of his life, as he should, just uh, maybe not necessarily with certain personnel. That was probably the biggest story. But I got to tell you, dude, my boy, he's four years old almost in April. And he wanted to sit down and watch all the basketball on TV. I put it on. I like that background noise. He watched all of the skill challenge, all of the dunk contest. And we watched about the first half, first quarter of the All-Star game. And I got to tell you, I thought it was probably one of the worst All-Star weekends that I've ever seen in my life. During, I don't even watch it anymore. Well, that's... Anymore, you used to when it was good, and now it is absolutely a horrible product. I used to when I cared about the dunk contest. Yeah, even the skills contest now has people. If you want me to care about all star game festivities, and look, I am perfectly fine with Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu. Uh, having their their oh, that was cool. Shoot, that was cool. Okay, I like that. But you got guys in the dunk contest who aren't even in the league. Yes, thank you. Mac McClung has not played an NBA game this year. He played two NBA games last year. He has played four NBA games in his life. Yes, so he has attempted more dunks than he has actually played NBA games. Why is he in the dunk contest? Ninety percent of fans have no idea who he is, and he won the dunk contest last year. They still don't know who the hell he is. The guy from the Knicks, follow the Knicks, I don't know who the hell this guy is. <laughs> Jeez, that's bad. I mean, you have to stop putting randos into the all-star game yes. events. The only players who should be eligible for the dunk contest for the skills comp, for the three-point, should be guys who are on the all-star team roster. That's it. Yes, 100%. I don't care who wins. I You're, really don't. I don't care if they are laughing and joking and, and mucking it up the whole way. I want to watch the stars. I do not want to watch who the hell is that guy because I don't care about who the hell is that guy. My kids don't care about who the hell is that guy. Casual fans who you really want to watch your product don't care about who the hell is that guy. It doesn't make them want to watch. No. It makes them change the channel. you got to get the stars. I saw this tweet over the weekend from Alex Kennedy. He uh, writes, Kennedy. For, writes for ESPN. Kennedy. Writes for a couple of NBA magazines. He said this, A few years ago, I asked an NBA star why more all-stars don't compete in the slam dunk contest. He said, it's a lose-lose situation for any big-name player. If they lose to fringe NBA players, it's embarrassing, and they get clowned. If they win, it isn't very impressive. If if, if that's true, and it doesn't matter who that was, it's just I think that's the sentiment by, by a lot of guys, and we've seen it play out, 
if that's really the deal, you can't get any softer than that. Oh, it's ridiculously but soft. If you're a star player in the dunk contest, then you should be competing against other star players in the dunk contest, and it shouldn't be that hard. Like, I get it. You you don't have to compete if you don't want to. There's got to be some sort of incentive for you to do it now. And I'm telling you, at least as far as the game is concerned, that has to be better. It's 211 to 186. That is stupid, and it's been dumb for a lot of years. But how about you do away with a stupid in-season tournament, save yourself a whole bunch of money, Instead of giving third and fourth place teams $100,000 per player, save all that money and make an incentive for the winner of the All-Star game for each player to get $100,000 or $150,000. If that's what you're doing for a meaningless in-season tournament for some piece of crap plastic trophy and it doesn't get you a, a, a spot in the postseason and it bears no meaning on the regular season at all, like save some money. And do it for the second biggest product of your calendar year for the All-Star game. And that, to me, is it. They think everything is always about money. Make this about money and incentivize your star players for which people only want to see their star players play in. Also, stars don't have to worry about getting clowned about losing to fringe players when there's no fringe players. Exactly. Exactly. The dunk contest began in 1984. Spud Webb. Uh, nope, that was 86. 86. I'm going to give you the winner Larry Nance. each year. I want you to tell me, like, you know, good player or bum. Larry Nance. Good player. Dominique Wilkins. Good player. Spud Webb. Good player. Michael Jordan. Good player. Michael Jordan again. Pretty good player. Kenny Walker. You can say bomb. It's okay. bomb. I'm not familiar with Kenneth Walker. Ken, uh, Kenny Skywalker was a bust for the Knicks. <laughs> Dominique Wilkins, good player. D Brown, good player. Sed Sabalos, good player. Harold Miner, good player. J.R. Ryder, good player. Harold Miner again, good player. Grant Barry, mm. like okay player. Okay. All right, Kobe Bryant. Yes, good. All right, then there was two years of no dunk contest. Bad. 2000, Vince Carter. Good player. Desmond Mason. Desmond Mason. Ah, I can't remember if he was any good or not. That means no. Yeah. (laughs) Jason Richardson. Good player. Jason Richardson again. Good player. Fred Jones. Uh, You can say that. It's all right. Bum. Josh Smith. Good player. Nate Robinson. Good player. Gerald Green. Good player. Dwight Howard. Good player. Nate Robinson. Good player. Nate Robinson again. Good player. Damn, Flint? he won it three times? Won it three times. Remember he dunked over Dwight Howard? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blake Griffin jumping over Ikea. Good. Jeremy Evans. Bad. Terrence Ross. Bad. John Wall. Good. Zach Levine. Good. Zach Levine again. Good. Glenn Robinson. The Good. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. Good. Now that's 2018. Now, from Donovan Mitchell winning in 2018, here are the winners. Uh, Hamadou Diallo. Stop it. You just made that up. (laughs) You just made that up. Derek Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Hamadou Bibi. Obi Toppin. And now Mac McClung twice. Yeah, stop. Get out of here. We need to get out of here. What the hell happened to 
since 2018. Yeah, we do. We're actually late. What I'll happened be- to the game I love? We'll do it all over again tomorrow. Appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll do it again. Area 45, 7 to 10 tomorrow. Be right here. Sports Radio 610. Good night, everybody. Hey, This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.